Hi, I'm Tom Field, Senior Vice President of Editorial with Information Security Media Group. I'm talking about what the threat landscape is going to look like in 2022. My pleasure to be speaking with Dan Schiappa. He's a Senior Vice President and General Manager with the Sophos End User and Network Security Groups. Dan, it's a pleasure to talk with you again. Thanks for having me. So, Dan, I want to get a sense of today's landscape and how it's shaping up over the next five years. To start with, you've just issued a new research report on ransomware as a service. What are some of the key findings in this report? Yeah, this is a really exciting report. And basically, it, it deconstructs a ransomware as a service offering called Philadelphia. And this offering is available on the dark web. But the, the organization that created it are bold enough to, frankly, just put it on the open web as well. And what it basically does is it takes the ability to deliver and manage ransomware attacks and productizes it. It's in a very simple-to-use interface. It's very configurable so the, the subscriber can change the, the language of the, of the text, the color. They can change how the ransomware is implemented, uh, what types of vulnerabilities it may uh, attack, things of that nature. And it, with all this together, it's, it's only $349. So it's very inexpensive. But what this does is the kind of the watershed moment for this is it takes something that would typically have some technical skill necessary to be successful with, and it just puts it in the in the hands of the malintented versus the technically malintented. And so we we would certainly expect this trend to to continue forward. And at this cost, it's really going to arm many people to be very disruptive. I don't want to overstate it, Dan, but it almost sounds like we're putting, in cyber terms, weapons of mass destruction in the hands of people that can have certainly bad intentions at a very low barrier price. Yeah, and that, that's the key is, is both the, the ease of use and the, and the low price. I mean, there's been malware as a service around for quite some time, but it's been you know fairly expensive and, and still some technical aptitude necessary, but now it's packaged in such a way that it's not necessary. And, and with the, the low cost, we, we do ex expect it to be very impactful to the market. So, Dan, as you see cyber exploits, malware as a service, um, exploits in Internet of Things and connected devices, how do you see the threat landscape evolving over the next five years? What's it going to look like in 2022? Yeah, I think you're going to have a combination of attacks against traditional infrastructure, as we see today, with with attacks against Windows and and uh, Mac OS and the like. And where we think that's moving, and it's already kind of headed in that direction in a pretty substantial way, is is really going after exploiting vulnerabilities as opposed to just creating a, you know executable based malware. And so you're seeing uh, a bulk of the ransomware attacks that are are impactful and successful, leveraging that approach. And so obviously the most recent being want to cry and pet you, not pet you, uh, whatever you want to call it. But those two really hit the headlines, and those were, were focused on pretty advanced exploits, obviously coming from the Shadow Brokers toolkit that was uh, part of the NSA leak. And so we, we expect that to continue to be a trend. But you touch base on another big one, which is IoT. Um, these devices are, you know, the biggest challenges IT has today is they don't even know what's in their environment. Um, and those can be both an ingress and egress point of, of hackers either you know, bringing stuff in or taking stuff out. And, and some of them are, are pretty sophisticated IoT devices, things like copiers and, and televisions, and they have full operating systems. They have application platforms on them. 
versus the, the kind of the lightweight ones, uh, you know, uh, light bulbs that, that talk through a, a common access point. That's really going to become a big threat to organizations. Uh, first step is just get some manageability around it, and then second step is to build security. And then I think, you know, these malware service and the productization of hacking is going to have a big impact. Um, the good news for, for you know, people like us on the other side of that is it, it does, you know, take uh, an approach that, you know, we can see and, and we can prepare for, but it's going to it's gonna cause a lot of problems for people who don't follow the good standard security practices that we always talk about, you know, backing up your data, making sure you're patched, things of that nature. So uh, we, we expect the, the, the landscape to continue to, to focus on the monetization of hacking. It's going to focus on, you know, new approaches like hacking IoT, hacking applications and services now and things like AWS and Microsoft Azure, and of course still going after kind of the weakest link today, which is still the traditional infrastructure. Dan, I want to ask you about vulnerabilities in a moment, but first I want to talk a little bit more about this threat landscape. You've done a good job describing how some of the major threats will evolve, but what can organizations be doing now to be prepared to protect themselves in this evolution? There's some basic things, as I mentioned, basic security structure. Always back up your data. That's going to be really critical, particularly against uh, ransomware. Uh, the second is make sure you're patched. That is the you know the primary way to defend against vulnerabilities. But the the reality is is there's going to be vulnerabilities that people are unaware of, and you need advanced technology. And so, for example, Sophos Intercept X was designed specifically to go after preventing exploits from being successful and blocking the specific ransomware actions as well. And, and what we did is we took an approach that's much more of a kind of a predictive approach in the sense that we look at ways that hackers tend to exploit vulnerabilities. And there's there's a couple dozen and, and maybe two or three new ways will get added every year. For example, the master boot record approach and the, and the Petya attack. And and so what what happens there is we we anticipate what those uh, those attack vectors are going to be. We build protections for them. We don't have to have any knowledge of the malware, ever seen the malware before. It could be something that was written you know minutes before. And as long as it uses one of those techniques that the hacker would typically use, we're able to throw it against it. So we're we're really trying to be out in the forefront of of understanding what's going to happen versus reacting to what happens. I think that's the world that we're going to get in. You start to see other approaches around deep learning and machine learning that are also targeted to that area, being predictive as opposed to reactive. Dan, talk to me now about the vulnerability landscape. What do you see as some of the vulnerabilities that are likely to be even more exploited over the next five years? What we see at Sophos is that you know the vulnerabilities are going to go after the the existing you know widespread technologies that you see today things like you know windows and browsers and and uh, adobe acrobat and oracle java you know things of that nature that are widely spread widely used and in some cases are on the commercial side are the things that are slower for patches to be deployed and and these are the things when when we looked at this at sophos you know how do we really focus on building protections around those. Now those vulnerabilities are going to move into things like hardware vulnerabilities when you start getting into IoT devices and the like. And so that's a, a whole new world to look at and that will that will change the landscape quite a bit. But uh, you know we think that there's still a lot of low-hanging fruit just in the vulnerabilities of, of kind of the existing software infrastructure and the ability to protect those with things like Sophos Intercept X will just greatly raise the bar. Dan, talk to me about Sophos' approach to innovation. 
How are you going to differentiate your vision, your product offerings, both from other legacy endpoint vendors and from some of the young disruptors in the industry, including some we haven't even heard of, of course, today? Yeah, so I think in, in a couple ways, one of the things that we've really focused at Sophos doing over the last, say, three or four years is really introduce rapid innovation into the culture. And so I think innovation both is, is a, a snapshot in time, but it's also a culture that you create. And so we've we've transformed the the engineering culture into one of rapid innovation, and I think that's you know shown in kind of the the recent growth and success that the company has had. Um, on specifically on the product stuff, is we we're moving into a world of this kind of predictive predictive uh, protection. So looking at things like hacker techniques to to prevent against exploits with IntercptX. Um, the recent acquisition we did of Invincia, where we focus on what we think is the best approach to machine learning, which is a deep learning uh, approach. And then, of course, it's just, it's really the, the quintessential other things that we've been spending several years on that we're making tremendous progress on, our synchronized security strategy, where across the Sophos portfolio, we have products that actually share directly actionable intelligence so they can change the posture, change the actions uh, of a different product based upon what another product may see. And that's uh, now spread across our server, mobile, uh, endpoint encryption, and, and network uh, security lines of products. And it's really something that uh, has shown great promise to, to all the administrators that, that use multiple Sophos products. And that comes to play with Sophos Central, which is really our, our kind of blended cloud-based management infrastructure. It's a platform, frankly, that we build our applications on that drives really, really deep integration across the products. So I don't have you know tabs for each product and they're operated independently. I look at a user across multiple devices, multiple products. I collect common events and, and alerts across those. I can create security policies that adapt to the product and adapt to the platform automatically. So it's really a, a, a pleasure for, for our administrators to use. And then, of course, we make a huge investment because we are a partner-driven company. We sell exclusively through the channel. So we have a, a very robust partner portal as part of Sophos Central that makes it easier for partners to conduct business with us. And we think that's actually a differentiation for us. It allows us to use our unique go-to-market advantage. And so for us, we're driving innovations across the entire network portfolio as well with things like uh, coming up, we're going to be introducing a whole bunch of new synchronized security scenarios in our, in our firewall that's uh, being released in the fall. So a lot of really um, wonderful opportunities that's driven by the cultural change, and then you actually see it come through now in the products. Dan, you and I sat down not too long ago at RSA conference, and uh, well, I say not too long ago, it feels like a world of exploits ago. I mean, it was a wanna cry ago. <laughs> Since then, how would you say that Sophos has further defined this concept of next generation endpoint security? Yeah, it's it's really interesting because there's there so many different ways it's described. And so, you know, we have our own specific way that, that we think about it. And, and it wasn't created in a way to to look at it and say it advantages our approach. There's, there's actually some areas that we think we need to improve on in this. But when we look at next generation, we think of, of several components. One is it has to be predictive. We can't live in a world of reactive security anymore. We have to be able to use algorithmic models, um, hack technique detections, things of those natures to be you know, safe against the unknown, never seen before attacks. We also think it needs to be multi-vector, which means I have to be able to look at a problem from multiple different angles. I can't you know, be an endpoint solution that has one kind of magic bullet that looks at you know, portable executables and that's all they do. You have to look at it from different points and you also have to look at it off the endpoint. I want to be able to see what's happening at the network layer in conjunction to what's happening on the, on the endpoint. 
it needs to be very performant and it needs to, you know, because of the predictive nature, not rely on signatures. Um, I do think there's a value in, in signatures and genomes in the sense that there's going to be kind of rifle shots you need to fire when something evades a, a machine learning model. But generally, um, you know, we, we, we don't want to rely on signatures. You need to be able to remediate when something happens. So in, in a world uh, of security, nothing's ever perfect. So when something doesn't go right, how quickly can you remediate and make that better? Um, on the endpoint in particular, I need ensemble protection. I need to have, as I mentioned, I can't just have one kind of magic bullet I'm, I'm firing at, at the defense. I need to have a bunch of different capabilities that work in coordination. So there's, you know, if, if one particular technique doesn't catch it, there's another one that can. Um, we think very strongly that you need to have global management. I need to have management across the products that I may be looking at from a multi-vector perspective. And then the one that we do feel is, is really next generation is the synchronization, that actionable intelligence being shared between the products. I think that's that's really exciting. That's basically our defi definition of next generation, and, and we think that applies both to endpoints and, and frankly, other areas within security. Very good, Dan. It's really insightful. It's, it's great to look into the future, and I look forward to sitting down with you maybe in two or three months to see how things have changed again. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. We've been talking about the threat landscape over the next five years. I've been speaking with Dan Schiappa. He's Senior Vice President and General Manager of the Sophos and User and Network Security Groups. For Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.